Good morning, church, and welcome to another edition of Church at Home. We are so glad that you are joining with us, uh, whether it's from the comfort of your couch or the dining room table or your bed under the covers. That's okay. <laughs> um, as long as you are ready to hear the word um, and be open to what God has for you because it's going to be good. Um, it's all good. It's all right. Anything goes. <laughs> um, so would you just join us in some time of worship together um, as we make a sweet, sweet sound to the Lord's ears. Um, just worship with us. Hi, church family. We are so happy you are here today with us. And we are in the last message of the Get Behind Me series, which it's crazy. It always feels it's like bittersweet when we come to an end of a series. And and I don't know. But we have. A new series to look forward to, too. Oh, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are definitely in unprecedented times. We are behind closed doors. Uh, some people have been overrun by fear. Some people have gone to just doing endless projects. Some people are um, turning towards humor, and we're finding some of the best gifts and memes and videos and all kinds of crazy stuff online. And it's really interesting. We're going to be looking at the disciples in this moment of being locked behind closed doors and sitting in a, a state of fear. And I, I think it's really relatable in this time in, in COVID-19. So it is really evident that during prolonged crisis, people will first go towards coping mechanisms and at some point, some moment, hit a breaking point in their lives. Today, I really want to look at this breaking moment behind closed doors as, as the disciples are sitting here right after Jesus died and rose again. John chapter 20, verse 19 says, That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side, and they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. And... Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. I really just want to break down the scripture today and, and look at the different um, moments that are happening in this sequential order. So the first thing that happens is they were meeting behind closed doors because they were afraid. They were, they were behind closed doors. The whole sermon series, the entire focus of get behind me, it's looking at the word behind or follow or following. It's all the same. It means opizo in the Greek. And so the last one, what's interesting is up to this point, it's always been a person that's behind Jesus. And in this scripture, it says that they're behind locked doors. It's really interesting. It's, it's this fascinating pivot between I'm behind Jesus. I'm following Jesus. He's called me to be a fisherman. Come follow him behind opizo, all this stuff. And then at one point, it's like it shifts. Jesus dies, and now they're overwhelmed by fear. And it says, rather than being behind Jesus in the mission that they're called to, it says that they're behind closed doors because they have fear. Fear placed them behind closed doors instead of behind Jesus. Doors were locked and barred shut out of fear. See, these, these doors, the, the context of this is that the doors were actually fully barricaded shut because there was rumors that Jesus was murdered, he was captured, he was placed on the cross, he was killed and put in this, this cave. And the stone was put in front. And they were scared because the rumors were 
they're next. See, that the head of the movement that was Jesus was killed. And now what's next is the followers of Jesus are going to be murdered. That's what they're afraid of. They're going, okay, you know what? Jesus died. It's us. We're next. It's our turn. And then what's even scarier is the body of Jesus is gone. It's disappeared. And all the religious leaders and all the people that put Jesus on the cross are now saying someone stole the body and it has to be the followers. We're going to go after him. And all the rumors are circulating. They're completely filled with fear. If they leave this locked house, they will be captured, right? They're, they have barricaded themselves in because of fear. And I love paralleling that with just this whole COVID-19 of, yeah, there's fear out there, but we don't have to be afraid because we have Jesus. But they're still isolated. They're still cut off. And they're sitting there in this home almost socially distanced from the rest of the community because of fear. And it's it's wild to kind of parallel these two things that are happening of what's happening with us today and what's happening with them back then. And it's this fear. This fear. And, and then the next part of the scripture, it says, suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. What's interesting about the scripture is not that Jesus knocked on the door and they opened it and they unbarricaded it and they took off all the locks. It just says Jesus suddenly appeared. In another synoptic gospel, it says that they thought he was an apparition, meaning he was a ghost. He was just there. Immediately, he was just standing in the room. This is this is the moment that I wish I could have had an inner dialogue, like a, a look into someone's mental state of when they're sitting there talking and then just there's another man just standing there out of nowhere, just appears immediately there. Can you imagine Simon Peter sitting there? He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a ghost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just all of a sudden, completely thrown off. Suddenly Jesus was among them. This takeaway, I love this. I take this as a promise of God. In my deepest state of fear, of things that I, I have put up locks and barricades and things and prevented others from coming into the deepest part of my life. I love it because it's a promise of God saying suddenly Jesus was in there amongst your deepest, darkest fears, amongst your deepest, darkest situations. Jesus is suddenly there. This is a promise that Jesus is there no matter what. And it's not that you have to go unbarricade and unlock and, and open it up and present that. Well, no, no, Jesus, he can get in. And, and I love that. I love that imagery. I love that Jesus is suddenly there no matter what. And then then the next, the next thing is, Jesus says, peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. Peace, peace be with you. Peace, this, is, this is a really bizarre thing to say right here because this is not an average, normal, run-of-the-day Jewish rabbi greeting to his disciples. This is... Bizarre to say the least, greeting. Because this, this peace be with you is literally saying, all the peace that I can give you, all the good things and all the comfort and all the everything that is good and peaceful, I can give to you. And as he does this, he says, I give to you. And he's displaying holes cut out in his hands and this wound on his side. And and I love I read this and I love picturing Simon Peter watching this unfold. 
right? I love watching, just seeing the disciples see this happen. And as Jesus says, peace be with you, all things peaceful. Can you imagine in their mind seeing open hands that are bloody and have holes in them being reached out and saying, hey, do you want some peace? I can imagine like, the disciple going, no, I don't want peace. What kind of peace do you have? You are cut up. You are in a knife fight and lost. I don't want that kind of peace. I'm good. I'm out. No way. You know, their mental state is so in shock and fear and is perpetuated in this moment by seeing a man who is cut up and bloody offering them the peace that he has. I don't want that peace. I don't want the knife fight peace. I don't want holes in my body kind of peace. Whatever peace you got, you can hold on to. It's kind of scary in this moment. They are stuck in this fear. And then the next verse happens, the next part of the verse. He shows them the wounds in his hands and his side. They're like, "Mm mm-mm, we're good, no thank you. And then the next verse says, "They, they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. So there's something interesting happening in the scripture. It says, they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Okay, this, this word is actually revealed. It's, it, it's this moment where it's not just, I see something, but it's they see and understand. They see and it's revealed. They, they grasp that it is the Lord, and because they grasp it, they have joy. But you know the interesting thing is, the Bible doesn't say how long it took for them to realize it was Jesus. They were sitting there in their fear and looking at this man trying to offer them peace with bloody hands. And it says, when they saw, when they realized it was Jesus, they had joy. I I fully believe that when when we're stuck in our situations and we're frustrated and we have fear, we have anxiety, and we have all these other things that are weighing on our mind that are just sitting like luggage on our backpack, right? Just weighing us down. We don't have joy until we have the revelation that Jesus is in it with us. Do you know, it, it, it is so unique, the difference between revelation and inspiration. I really believe that so many people are inspired by Jesus, and very few come to the revelation of who Jesus is. Like, you can be inspired by Jesus, like, oh, man, that is beautiful. I love that he was so kind, he was so generous, and I want to be kind and generous, too. That's an inspiration. Revelation is the son of the living God came down from earth, died for me, and woke himself himself up from death and gave it to me. That's the revelation. See, inspiration is like, I kind of like Jesus. I can, I can get with it on Sunday mornings. I can show up because whatever. But revelation is saying, I'm in it for the rest of my life. I am. It has been revealed deep within me. And see, this is, this is the moment where, where these disciples have this revelation. Hold on. You're, you're Jesus. I, I was sitting here in fear that I was going to be murdered next. And here you are, unmurdered, which means I have joy because no matter what happens to me, I can be like you and I can follow after you and you have my back and everything you are is now belonging to me. When they saw Jesus, when you see Jesus in your situation, you will have joy. 
your fear starts falling off, your anxiety starts falling off. You need to find Jesus in your situation. And I love it because the next part of the scripture says, peace be with you. So we have this like peace be with you sandwich, right? Jesus comes in and says, peace be with you. Here's this peace. Look at my hands. And they're like, no, (laughs) right? And then it's revealed. No, that's Jesus. And they're like, yes, I get it. I want it. And, And the only thing that's happened in between the first peace be with you and the second peace be with you is the revelation that Jesus is with us all the time, no matter what. Peace be with you. And I love, I love this peace be with you. Uh, King James says, peace unto you, meaning peace. Everything that is peaceful and kind and everything that brings about all kinds of peace. He's saying, I place it on you because of what I have endured. Right, peace, peace with you. That's that's our gift. That's what we receive. It's it's this peace, this comfort that we get, this peace and joy through every situation, through social isolation and distancing. We have peace and we have joy because Jesus shows up. I, I, I love that. You know, it's it's just just a side note, and this is my personal experience. Um, when someone has to repeat something to you again, it's usually a culmination of a few things. One is you just don't get it. You're, um, I don't want to say dumb enough to get it. Maybe you don't hear it, maybe whatever. And I, I usually have to ask, like, can you say that again? Like, I'm that guy, right? I'm like the disciples in this sense. And Jesus, at the goodness of his heart, says it twice so that they can receive it and they can get it. And I, I want to challenge you. As you're sitting in your situation, it might take a couple times to see Jesus in it. Just like the disciples, it took them a couple times to receive that peace. But it's okay, we're in good company. So peace be with you. And then, it's kind of weird because Jesus shows up, they have fear. He says, peace be with you, look at my hands. i revealing myself to you. Peace again. And then he completely pivots and shifts into something obscure and says this, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Right? Can you imagine the disciples sitting there like, oh, wait, hold back up. Did I miss something? Did I black out? Did I, wait, we were just talking about peacefulness and getting rid of our fear, but now you're saying, leave this place and go out that uh, something's not making sense here Jesus right like confusion sets in to the disciples and he says no God sent me just like how he sent me I am sending you we're called to be sent really with the message of peace unto you really with the message of as we have the revelation of Jesus and we have this revelation of peace that comes upon us, that's what we're being sent to give, right? I want to make sure others have peace. I want to make sure others have this revelation that is Jesus. That's why we're sent. It's, it's not good enough that we sit behind closed doors. No, we need to be behind Jesus and not behind closed doors. Don't get me wrong. I'm not physically talking about let's abandon our social distancing and just start going into people's homes. That's that's not what I'm getting at here. 
what I'm getting at is that we need to be innovative and creative in how we are sent. Right? We are sent by Jesus to give the message of peace and the message of revelation of who Jesus is. Not the inspiration, the revelation. And then Jesus finishes it out with, in verse 22, Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. See, we have gotten so that we can give. We've gotten this peace, we've gotten this empowerment, and we've gotten this revelation so that we could give it out. Right? I remember um, I, you instilled this like amazing, awesome, not rule, but like a tradition in our household yeah, with presents, and specifically around Christmas time or birthdays, where if you get something, let's give something. And so I remember the first time you instilled this with London, you were like, okay, you get these awesome birthday presents, right? And then let's go pick some presents that you can give away of your own toys. And her face was like, excuse me? Like, that's not what she said, but you could just see in her face like, this is mine. <laughs> no, I earned this fair and square by being born. This is entitled to me. I own it. It will not leave my sight. But that's really opposite of what God is trying to say. He's saying, no, I have given you these gifts freely. I've given you this abundant peace. I've given this abundant revelation and joy and everything else so that you can give it. It's not so you can hoard onto it, right? This peace is not a garage full of toilet paper or hand sanitizer. It's meant to be given out. That's, that's what it is. We're supposed to give it out. Man, this, this series, it's, all, it's been all about the word behind, follow, following, it's looking at this relationship of position behind Jesus. And in this one moment, this one situation, this one verse in time says they were behind closed doors. They were following their fear rather than following Jesus. I, I, I love how Jesus had to come into the situation and bring this peace and bring this joy and give them empowerment to go forward. And sometimes we just need the Holy Spirit in our lives to step forward in faith, to, to share peace and, and share who Jesus is. So one thing I, I want to challenge you today is we are are doing something special in our next sermon series. Um, everything has been canceled, right? Gatherings are canceled. Church gatherings are canceled. Offices are canceled. Work is canceled. Like everything is canceled. School is canceled. And people have adapted to those cancellations. Everything is canceled. But there's one thing that you cannot cancel. It's hope. Our next sermon series is Can't Cancel Hope. And with that, one thing I want to challenge you today is in moving forward with, with wherever you're at, right? I, I want you to receive, if you need to receive prayer with empowerment of the Holy Spirit, if you need to receive prayer for the revelation of who Jesus is, moving past the inspiration, uh, we have people online right now, uh, if you're watching this live, where they want to pray with you. Just to, just to bless your life. If you're watching this and it's recorded and it's down the road, go to lighthouse805.com and fill out the contact form so the pastor can connect with you and pray with you. There, there's just so much 
so much that God wants to do in you and through you. Um, right now, what we're going to do is we're going to move into a time of worship, uh, into a message or a song called Bigger Than. And it's really the embodiment of who Jesus is in our lives. And as you enter into this time of worship, I want you to start allowing God to creatively speak to you how you can reach people with the peace and love and revelation of Jesus in this time, social distancing time. How are you going to reach people for Jesus? How are you going to reach people to find peace and love and hope? How? And if, and if you need peace and love and hope, we want to be able to reach out and partner with you. We want to pray with you. Let's pray and we're going to go into worship. Lord, would you continue speaking to us and ministering to us and being in our situations? Lord, I love that these disciples were so vulnerable to show that they were sitting in fear and worry behind locked to closed doors. But suddenly you showed up. Lord, I pray that wherever we're at in our lives, if we're still in social isolation and social distancing for however long, that you would be suddenly here and in our situation. If we're going through something tragic or horrendous, I pray that you would be suddenly in that situation and we'd have the revelation that you were with us no matter what. In your mighty name, amen. So as we were spending some time in worship, um, just like the Lord had put on my heart and during while you were, you were giving your message, babe, um, just wanted to encourage you that at this time we're all facing, um, it's almost like a cycle of grief. I was talking with someone earlier and, and just talking about how there's this grief cycle. Like we're grieving that we've lost kind of like our norm that we were so used to. Um, and so we all hit that, that breaking point at, at different times during all this, uh, the social distance, distancing time. Um, but please know that whatever you're going through, um, Jesus is there. There is no barricade. There is no lock and key that he cannot get through. And so whatever barricades are that we place up in the innermost of our hearts and in our minds, know that Jesus is there. He is there. Um, so just be encouraged that knowing that he is there, there is hope. There is opportunity for peace and joy to come. Um, yeah. And it's a process and a journey that we go through and we face through with the Lord. So we're not alone in this. We're really not alone. Um, so just be encouraged in that. Be encouraged that there is that joy there. There is that peace there. And it can start as a small little bud and it can grow. Um, but just know that in that process, as difficult as it may seem, the Lord is with you. So in, in all reality, you'll, you'll get through it. I promise you that. Um, and it'll be exciting to see all the joy and peace that will come out and explode through that journey with the Lord. And please, please, please reach out to us. We would love to uh, partner with you, whether it's just praying with you or talking or listening. We're great listeners. Um, so reach out to us, to myself, to Matt. Um, you can leave your comments there and we will uh, get in touch with you or if you have our numbers or any, any of that, just please let us know um, what's going on and how we can help out as well. And so with that, I did want to encourage you all to uh, be sharing with us all the creative ways that you yeah. are reaching out to others, whether it's being able to buy groceries for a neighbor who cannot leave um, for their own health sake or whatever the case may be. Um, or I know I'm part of a 
Facebook group of moms um, in my community, in my area, where if one mom had an extra or a surplus of eggs or toilet paper or whatever, they're letting each other know, we're letting each other know, hey, I've got a little extra of this, of this, this week. If you need some, please, you know, do a porch pickup. You know, it doesn't, you don't have to have that uh, contact. You can just leave it out there with a note. I've done that and I leave a little note for people. Um, and some of these moms are stranger, face-to-face -face strangers. You know, we know each other through our Facebook group, but just, we want to hear what creative ways you're doing to, to, to reach out to others. Um, I know we've done, uh, another thing that's really fun is having Zoom dinners. Uh, yeah. we, we schedule Zoom dinners um, and just set up you know our device right there on the table and we're eating and they're eating and it's just fun and we're talking and sharing. Um, I invited myself, call someone and it's like we're having dinner. I'm like, well, I'm joining and, <laughs> and we'll talk and chat. And it's great. It, it, it's fun and um, it's just another way to, to hang out, I guess, so to say, with others. Um, so we want to hear what you're doing. We want to um, steal some of your ideas and do them too. <laughs> It'll be fun. Uh, with that, I know the kids are going to be having their Zoom call today at 1 p.m. So make sure you're uh, ready to hop on that call. If you if you still haven't gotten in touch or need the um, Zoom invitation code to hop on that call, please contact. You can leave a comment right now to Pastor Pat and he'll get in touch with you and get you all the information information you need to know. If not, then fill out our contact form on our website, lighthouse805.com, and we'll get back to you with all the information you need to know to be able to have your kiddos just talk with each other. It's so fun to watch them. Last week, Matt and I kept peeking in on their call, and uh, they're just so excited to see each other, and so that's always fun. Uh, we're having our small groups meet up uh, virtually, <laughs> of course. So if you need information on when those meet or what they are, please let us know. Again, fill out that contact form and let us know and we'll get you that information. Uh, Matt and I do a game night on Wednesdays. So if you want to join in and drop in on that, we have so much fun. It's Wednesdays at 530. Um, so we get together and I know we, we play games as best as we can and it's just really fun. I mean, you think game nights in person get fun and everything. It's You throw in technology <laughs> and it's just a, a free-for-all at that point, but it, it's really lots of fun and we, we laughed a bunch. Um, so we'd love to get more people in on that with us and just have a good time together. And then finally, ladies, uh, Mother's Day is coming up. And so we are going to have something special, super special plan and super fun for all of us uh, mamas and spiritual moms and women um, to enjoy that day. And so be, we will keep you posted on that. Um, and I just want to take us into a time for tithe and offering. Um, and we'll pray over that in a minute. But as you um, prepare your heart to give, there are two ways. You can click on the link above and it'll take you to our page where you can fill out all the giving uh, information and do that way. Or you can go to lighthouse805.com and fill out the form that way as well. Um, and know that um, no matter what's going on uh, in the world today and our uh, lockdown that's happening, the Lord still provides. He still provides and we still need to remain faithful. Um, and it really, again, we, we can't stress this enough. It's not about the dollar amount. It's about our heart and that obedience to the Lord of continuing to do what he's asking us to do. Um, and that includes of our giving of ourselves. Uh, we can still give of our time to the Lord. It just looks a little different. That's all. <laughs> um, so just be encouraged. God still provides. 
He still takes care of you, and he's still there. Um, so would you just join me in praying over our tithe and offering, and we will close off our morning service. Father, we just thank you for your faithfulness, because things in the world may change from minute to minute, God, but you remain the same. You are still ever faithful and all loving and, and just so just so enamored by us, God, I, that that thoughts of us are what consume you. Lord, your word says that your thoughts towards us are greater than the number of grains of sand in the world, and that, that you know every little detail of our lives down to how many hairs we have on our head. And so we thank you um, for that just incredible and amazing and, Oh my goodness, that, that love that you have for us, we thank you for it because there's nothing in this world that, that will ever take us apart from it. Um, no barricade, no lockdown, no quarantine, no virus. Um, God, not, not even fear, Lord, can separate the love that you have for us and the love that you show us. So we thank you for that, Lord. And I pray over our tithes, over the giving. Lord, would you honor um, people's hearts and where they're at, would you just show them uh, and lavish upon them all the blessings that you have prepared. So thank you for your goodness, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you, church. Love you. Have a great day.